Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I had some good dreams last night. You did? Was I in them? I dreamt my ex-wife last night. Who's your ex-wife? You don't know? The, the, I, how many ex-wives have you had? Just one. Oh, so Chloe. Yeah, just the one and the only. Yeah. Do you guys still talk? No. I miss her so much. I wish I could take that time back. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. I'm going to say two things right out the gate so that we're just very clear. Okay, so first of all, little known fact about me is that I don't drink coffee all that much. I It does a lot to me and most of it is not good. So I try not to drink coffee this much. However, um, I did today. I, I I was feeling myself, I was passing a Starbucks, and I knew that they had a sale where if you buy a breakfast sandwich, and I hadn't had breakfast yet, that you could get a free grande drink. So I'm like, okay, let's like, let me think outside the bun here, and let me get one of those like brown sugar, oat milk, shake it, iced bullshits, right? Okay, so I got that, and I'm, you guys, like, laughable how little I've had so far. Um, I would give it maybe around 15%. And I will say that the caffeine is like doing the Dougie on my body right now. So I just I'm apologies in advance if uh, (laughs) if the next hour plus is just total nonsense. Forgive me. Forgive me. Okay. Um, Secondly, because it's sort of like a weird week with the Super Bowl that 
Um, there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. So I decided to binge a lot of shows, or not all shows, but just dip a toe into a lot of different shows that we haven't talked about yet. Um, and I'm going to be talking about those. So let's get into it. Uh, let's start off with our new segment, which I am really having a good time with. Shout out to you who changed your your rating, whoever you are. We see each other, respect, love, all those things. <laughs> you really made me laugh. Um, but our new segment, Can I Get a Hell Yeah, is just going to be like whatever I happen to find on the internet, not necessarily something that's celebrity or pop culture based, just whatever tickles my fancy. And this really gave me a hearty cackle. <clears throat> saw a screenshot of a tweet of another screenshot of a lady named Erin Alexandria Manning, who said, I saw this TikTok about this guy complaining about how unprofessional this new generation is with resigning jobs. He said his last employee quit by sending a text message that said, it's giving shackled. I quit. <laughs> Listen, I believe the children are our future. And I just feel like I'm really loving this, like, era that we're in of, like, fuck capitalism and the Great Resignation. And, like, yeah, why do we have to be so beholden to these large companies? If you want to leave your job, just say it's giving shackled. <laughs> it really, really cracks me. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Just just go out any way you want. Go out, guns, bla- I mean, not literally, not literally, you guys, not literally. I know this is America. Gotta, gotta be clear about that. But um, yeah, just, just do it. Just do it. I love it. I love it. Like, fuck protocol, right? What, what, fuck the formality. I want people to like free themselves of the, the fear and anxiety that they have when it comes to telling their bosses or their companies that they're going to quit. Like, what are they going to do? Not a damn thing. And if they do, you could probably sue them for that. So honestly, like you're in the the power position here. So play it right. Don't feel bad. You know, do do whatever you got to do for your mental health. And you know, I, I I'm I'm like feeling like we're on the precipice of a a real like restructuring when it comes to jobs and employment in this country. And I'm I'm ready for it. I'm let the re- revolution be televised or at least on TikTok or whatever. You guys see what I mean? This is too much caffeine. <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on to our next subject. Um, Kylie had her baby, a boy named Wolf, Wolf Webster. All right. Um, they also did another, uh, teaser for their Hulu show. I just wanted to say, I think a lot of people were confused because they're also, the show's also coming out on Disney Plus. And I think a lot of of Americans thought that like, oh, why are you taking this precious uh, platform from us and putting the Kardashians on it? But to be clear, Hulu's only available in like a couple, like a handful of countries. So all the other countries that don't get Hulu, uh, the show's going to be coming out on Disney Plus because Hulu and Disney are, you know, sisters or one owns the other, I'm I'm sure. Um, so with that being said, it was still giving us nothing. There's still, it's just a teaser. We're not seeing an actual trailer. The Kardashians are good for giving us 17 teasers for their show. And it really doesn't say anything. And I mean, the, the only thing that was like, first of all, first of all, um, the music, the song that they were using was Feeling Good by Nina Simone. And I just like, you know, like, I'm all like, we are the world. 
let's, you know, hands across America, but like, I just need black people to take back that song. I don't think it's for that. Like, I don't think it, I've seen it on multiple commercials. I saw it on a commercial for like a Peloton or whatever. And I just like, I don't feel good about that. I'm, I'm not feeling good. Anyway, um, the tagline for the teaser was all the walls will be shattered, which to me is like, oh, okay, they're going to be breaking the fourth wall. Maybe the, we're going to be getting more of like a teen mom two situation where we see them talking to production or we're seeing more of the uh, not glossy produced you know, Jonathan and Chris doing wacky wig work, uh, scenes, praise, prayers up that that's, uh, that that made the chopping block. Um, you know, whatever. I kind of feel like if they really had something to work with, that wasn't just a complete recycle of, uh, what we had for the last 19 seasons. Um, you know, (laughs) I don't know. It's really just giving us nothing. And if I don't, it's kind of a misstep on their part. I feel like I, it just seems like the same formula. And yeah, I mean, I feel like they have their ear to the ground more than most celebrities do. They're constantly workshopping things and testing things out. And yeah, this just seems like kind of a flop and doesn't seem like anybody's super invested about the show they don't seem to be themselves really excited about it but maybe it's just like maybe they're going for the less is more approach and they're saying like let's just not say anything to to gain intrigue i don't think it's working but i guess we'll see april 14th it'll be coming out so i guess this would be a good time to get into (sighs) (laughs) you guys like i don't even really know where to start because If I were to have documented and saved and screenshot everything that Kanye has done over the past week, I, you know, like, I'm not getting paid enough for that. Like, I, it's too much. It would have been an entire extra career that I would have had to take on. And I'm definitely not going to be doing that with that man. Um, He's continuing his spiral let's be real i think the the highlights of the things that we should talk about are the kid cuddy of it all and maybe just leave it at that so his album like i talked about with princess last week is coming out allegedly um on the 22nd of february so as we all know he is great friends and collaborators with or was uh kid cuddy They've been working together forever. They are like kind of like brothers. They seem like very close, that their relationship goes beyond music. It's like a personal thing, yada, yada, yada. Cuddy also has a pretty close relationship with Pete Davidson. So um, it appears as though, you know, even though Kanye had been dogging Kim out and talking about how she tried to put a hit out on him, like days later, he posted a picture of... Oh, and also how he didn't want his kids on social media. He posted a picture of them, Kim and the kids, from a photo shoot from Vogue. And uh, just said something about, like, how he wanted his family back. Not going to happen, bro. But anyway, then he posted a couple nights ago, late at night, that um, a picture of him writing a message saying that, 
Kid Cudi's not going to be on his album because of you know who, you know why. We're on some Billy language now. Okay, so also I for- forgot about that. He went off on, or he didn't really go off on her, but he openly stated that he was not going to be headlining Coachella unless Billie Eilish apologized to Travis Scott. So apparently what happened was that Billie had a concert. Somebody in the audience, in the crowd was going through it. I think they had asthma or something. And so she stopped the concert. So, you know, now because of what happened with Astroworld, every time that a musician, like, stops a show or addresses something going on in the crowd, it's, like, now compared to Travis in these articles. I don't think she said anything about Travis. And so Billy was like, now why am I in it? See how I get thrown into stuff? I didn't even do nothing. And had to be like, Kanye, I didn't say anything about Travis. I don't know what you're talking about. Goodbye. Like, you're literally fighting with a child. Okay? And I was just saying on my Instagram, like, it's giving when... You guys remember when Nicki Minaj went after a infant North... Not North. Um, um, Stormy Webster over their... Uh, <laughs> over their Instagram... Or not, not, excuse me, over their ticket sales. Because they were having albums come out at the same time. I think the World album was coming out at the same time of, you know, Pink Thursday or whatever her album was. And uh, she, they were do. Travis was having concerts. And so they were um, giving albums away with the purchase of a ticket which would obviously boost his album sales, which would have put him at a top spot over Nikki. Nikki felt some type of way about it because Kylie had tweeted like, oh, come to Asher World, Stormy's going to be there. <laughs> so I don't even remember what Nikki said, but she was obviously like really picking a fight with Stormy because she was mad that Kylie was like trying to bait people to come to these concerts and thereby get a, an album. <sighs> The point is, it's mature, immature, and there's a clear, like, Kanye West is 44 years old. How old is Billie Eilish? Like, 11? I don't know. But, you know, it's like, why? Why? So, anyway, the mess continues. Kanye says that he's not going to be working, or he's not going to be having uh, um, Cuddy on his album because of his relationship with Pete and yada, yada, yada. To which Cuddy... <laughs> <laughs> now, this is something that we want to talk about. Um, so Cuddy responds in his comments, Too bad I don't want to be on your album, you fucking dinosaur. Ha 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 ha, crying laughing emoji. Everyone knows I've been the best thing about your album since I met you. I'm going to pray for you, brother. Peace. Peace sign. <laughs> and you know what? That's how you clear a bitch. It, this is bad. This is real bad. He is making enemies left and right publicly close collaborators that like it's just it's uh i mean what are we even doing here so as of now <laughs> like i'm getting dms shout out to my friend lauren who is sending me a post that kanye <laughs> posted of clearly it's a picture of kim and pete but you can't see their faces just his outfit and he's wearing like a, um, uh, it's ugly. I mean, the outfit's ugly. We don't have to get into it. It's hideous, unequivocally hideous. So Kanye in the caption says, look at this dickhead. I wonder if Instagram is going to shut down my page for dissing Hillary Clinton's ex-boyfriend. Okay. So here's another thing. He also posted a picture of, 
uh, Pete's tattoo of Hillary Clinton from a few years ago. And he captions, when I tag people, I'm just putting together the web. There are a group of people who run media and the election. Thank God for free speech. So now he's claiming that Pete is or was at some point in a relationship with Hillary Clinton. Like, you see what I mean? Like, there's too much happening. There's way too much going on. I I don't even know. I don't know. He, he posted Black uh, Square 18 minutes ago, as of now, and said, y'all see that tattoo, but if I speak up, then I'm crazy. I told you I'm not going to use that one no more. When a garbage man goes to work, he's going to smell like trash, but it's time to take the trash out the house. Like, what does that even mean? Now he posted another picture of him with uh, Pete. It's a picture of uh, Pete and Ariana. And the caption is cut off, but it seems like this person was alleging that Pete sent uh, pictures to Mac Miller in order to, like, fuck up his relationship with Ariana and, and like fuck up the chances of them getting back together. Um, the caption being no comment. And then there's another picture of MGK, um, who is in a white tank top and white, uh, boxer briefs feeding Pete. I don't know, like popcorn or something. He's just like throwing it into his mouth. And the picture is, no, you will never meet my, the caption is, no, you will never meet my children. And then it appears to be a screenshot of Pete texting Kanye. Again, you can't see the whole thing, but it just basically says like, um, I never get in the way of your children. It's a promise. How you guys go about raising your kids is your business and not mine. I do hope one day I can meet them and we can all be friends. And then the caption is, no, you will never meet my children. So, you know, I don't... (laughs) Here's a picture of Kid Cudi with the caption, I would have never asked for the loyalty if I was never offered, and I found a cool picture because I love Cudi, and I always will. But Donda 2 is about running back that burning house, running back in that burning house. I respect not everyone going to be ready for the smoke. See, like, what are we even saying here? And all these things are going to be deleted in... In a matter of moments, and it's going to be back to, oh, I just want my family back. You know, (laughs) the man is spiraling, and it's, like, a little funny, but it's mostly really sad, and I don't know what he's doing. The man is down bad in, like, every single category. This album is not going to come out. (laughs) He knows that we know it. It, on... Uh, February 22nd, 2022, 11.59.59, he's going to drop um, Donda 2 out April uh, 14th, the same day that uh, Hulu drops the Kardashians, which is exactly what he should have done if he really wanted to be petty and about that life. But he really doesn't have the smoke, even though he's claiming that everybody else does. Anyway, this man is like out of control. I don't even know what to say other than all the several minutes that I just said all of the things. So... You know, prayers up for North, Chicago, St. Psalm, and, you know, Stormy. And true. And definitely dream. All right, move on. Okay, so let's talk about the things that I've been watching or attempting to watch. Starting with Netflix's, my most anticipated show out of all of these, Inventing Anna, 
produced by Shonda. It's a Shondaland production, a Shondaland joint, if you will. Um, I watched the first episode, and I gotta say, I didn't care for it. Is it bad? Yes. Is it, like, unbearably bad? No. I think you could totally watch the whole series and be fine. My issue is the Shonda of it all. I like her work. I loved How to Get Away with Murder. Um, But here's the thing. Like, Shonda has a tendency to do the Ryan Murphy thing of hiring the same actors. And it's great for a... Shondaland production it doesn't work in my opinion with a true story a retelling of a true story it didn't there was so much focus on the writer and not of Anna and it starts with her in jail and we don't really see any maybe they go back maybe it's like a a, you know and there's like a retrospective in there but In my opinion, I was telling my friend, it's like, if you told your parents about Anna Delvey, and then they told their friends, this would be what you got. Like, it's a older person's retelling of a younger person's story, and generationally, I don't think that's a word, it doesn't match. It's not, it's a no for me, dog. I want to see... Her going shopping. I want to see her in these hotels. I want to see her at these restaurants with these fancy people and these, uh, you know, apparently there are a lot of characters in the show that they, that have, that didn't exist within the real story. And I feel like the real story is good enough. We could have just told it as it did. I don't see the point in adding people. Um, I just think that this could have been a really good like three to four part, maybe even five part series. I don't know how many episodes are in it, so maybe it is, but I don't know. I just think if they had just told the story straight, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, and like I said, it just has that like Shondaland feel to it. <sighs> yeah, I don't love it. I-, I didn't love it. And I'm like bummed about that because Anna Delvey is like up there in the Hall of Fame of bad bitches for me. Like I, an icon, She's the moment for me because really like, yeah, she's a scammer. Yeah. She stole from people, stole from people. But like, do I care that she stole from a hotel? Do I care that she stole from like banks? No, to me, a victimless crime. I I don't care. If she, she got a fraudulent loan from a bank. That's tight. (laughs) I mean, it's like a really bad idea and you're never going to get away with it. But like... (laughs) I respect the fact that you tried. I mean, it's truly unwell, but I, I respect it. Anyway, um, I don't know if I'm going to be diving back into it. Maybe if I'm bored, <laughs> like really bored one day. Um, but I did find this pretty interesting to me bit of information. So if you guys don't know the story, quick spark notes. The spark notes still exist. Oh, I don't know. Um, the story is like back in gosh like 2009 or 2013 around there um this chick named Anna Delvey pops up on the Manhattan scene and she is purporting herself to be a Russian or German depending on who she told heiress worth about 60 million dollars right so she had this plan she really wanted to do this like create this 
artist collective thing. Like her goal was actually sounded pretty cool. Um, but she, she's very dynamic. She was able to get in the rooms with the right people, having a seat at the table, going all to the hottest clubs, the hottest restaurants, bars, whatever, moving and shaking with the upper echelon of, you know, Manhattan's elite XOXO. And she found herself in the rooms with like businessmen and she was selling them this idea. People were uh, glomming onto it, thinking that she was a wealthy person, thinking that she had all the things that she had and that, you know, this was like a really good idea. She spent months at a time at hotels, various hotels and would skip out on the bill sometimes pay some of them pay, not pay others. And she ended up going on this trip with a friend to I believe Morocco and it was like this lavish trip she ends up talking the girl into paying for uh the hotel stay I mean they like got like the nicest baller place right and then Anna leaves leaving this chick with the bill so yeah she ended up screwing up a lot of people but Mostly it was just like banks and rich people, which to which I say shrug. Okay. Um, so she ended up going to jail. She was, uh, I think she got like a four to 12 year sentence. Uh, she served three of the years, got released on good behavior in 2019 and was only out for a month before getting, uh, detained again by ICE. So she's been in Orange County in uh, upstate New York since then, like trying to, she's trying to stay in the country. She's trying to say that she has like a fear for her life if she goes back to Germany. Um, yeah, she's trying to seek asylum here at this point. But in that month of her release, she got a lot of things done. And one of those things was to sell her rights to Netflix for the story for the show. She got 320 K for that. And a lot of that went to settle her debts back. So she used, uh, like just under 200,000 from that money to pay the restitution, state fines, what have you. Right. Um, however, <laughs> New York state has a son of Sam law. This was created because of David Berkowitz. They were afraid the son of Sam killer. They were afraid that he would try to profit off of his, uh, story. And he did. So they created this law because of him to prevent people from doing it. So you don't, uh, sell, you can't make money off of like book deals, movie deals, whatever. Right. This also isn't really a law that is used often. Apparently it had not been used since 2001, <laughs> but they decided to open up the vault for Miss Anna. So they froze her assets so she wouldn't uh, make any money. Uh, but I think they recently unfroze those assets so she could pay, the banks back just uh, I guess maybe it would be okay if she as long as she didn't use the Netflix money for her personal gain unfortunately like I said she's still in ice and her application to uh seek asylum in America has been denied but there's been no information as to how long she's going to be here it kind of seems like 
if they don't want her to be here and her application has been denied, I mean, now that I'm knowing from like Ju- Joe Judice's situation, maybe she has a, I think three times to apply for that. But usually once they deny it the first time, it's not really going to look too great for you the other two times, but it's worth a shot. So that really sucks uh, for her. I, I'm just very curious to know like what her life is like, truly. Um, which brings me to another Netflix special, uh, The Tinder Swindler. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash everyone's business. Something that I wasn't really sure that I was going to watch, but I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm like a documentary slut, so I'll watch anything. So this story is also on Netflix. It is about a guy named uh, Simon Leviev, <laughs> or so he would like you to think. And basically, he was this kind of like good looking Israeli dude, man about town, flaunting on Instagram, you know, the kind of guy who would post like a picture of their watch on the the steering wheel of their car so that you could see they're in like a Maserati, you know, that sort of vibe. Uh, He would be uh, frequently on Tinder um, internationally. I don't think he had any American victims or at least not any that we've heard of. So basically what he would do is he created his own like romantic Ponzi scheme all around Europe in which he would find these chicks on Tinder, sweep them off their feet, be like, 
here, private jet, let's go shopping. I'm going to have you come to the, the, whatever country I'm in for a night. I'm going to whisk you off for dinner. And then, you know, just like lavish 50 state, like Christian gray style frivolity and money being thrown. And these women are like, just, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe I can meet a guy like this. And he told them that he worked in the diamond business. So there are a diamond business family called the Leviaves that are worth about a billion dollars. So people are assuming, hey, this is, a, a you know, it, obviously he's part of this family, right? Wrong. <laughs> Come to find out, it, this guy is from like small town. I can't even remember what country they said he was, but he was like, his father was a rabbi, humble beginnings. They pulled up on the house and they were like, his mama was like, I don't know her. She's not, he's not Simon anymore. He's, he's not, uh, they figured out his real name was like Shimon Hayut. And he's like, he's not a Hayut anymore. He's a Leviath. He, that's not my son. I don't know anything about him. Bye girl. <laughs> well, like wanted nothing to do with her own son. So basically he would run a scheme in which he would like, you know, whisk these women away and then say that he worked in this high stakes business. And he always has the, his, uh, Peter, the bodyguard around. And then he's sending these women videos all of a sudden videos of Peter and him in the back of an ambulance. Peter's obviously been like busted in the head and oh my God, something happened. A guy tried to come for me, but Peter came and was my bodyguard and said like, thank God for him. I'd be dead if it weren't for Peter. And you know, because of that, I'm, I'm being watched. My enemy is on eminently on my trail. So I can't use my credit cards because they're watching my every step and tracking me. So, um, babe, do you think that you can, uh, open up a loan, uh, with the bank to fund me like 25 grand <laughs> for the next couple of days? And I'll definitely pay you back and I'll send you a screenshot of uh, the wire transfers, it's coming. He would always like promise like, oh, you know, if you could just give me $50, 50,000 here, here's a screenshot. It's coming to your account in five days. Uh, it's a $75,000 wire transfer. And they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. You're so generous. You didn't have to do that. Right. So these women are like totally in love with him and thinking that he is legitimate and he's spent all this money on them and he's they've seen the evidence of you know the dinners that they're going to and the jets that they're flying on and the uh you know clubs that they're going to and vacations that they're taking so of course he has money right of course I'll take out a loan for him out of and out of my own credit of course I'll open up credit cards for you babe I know you're gonna pay me back because I know you have it so girl I mean, then they come, obviously these girls put the pieces together and they realize they've been sent the same oh, Peter in the back of the ambulance video and this, that, and the third. He's calling the chicks every three days. One chick opened, what, like nine different lines of credit on this dude? Nine. Nine. There was a point where he was fraudulently putting her on a payroll for his company uh, claiming that she was making like 90 something thousand dollars a month. Therefore it's 
letting the banks know, oh, we can open a much bigger line of credit on her because she's got it like that, right? So, I mean, she screwed him. He screwed her out of $250,000. There were three women that they interviewed that just so much money, so much money that... So come to find out, this guy had been arrested in Finland and done jail time for um, scamming three women, three Finnish women, and that he had swindled an estimated $10 million out of women that he was dating and claiming that his enemies were against him and following him and just, like, bilking money out of them. Oh my God. So (laughs) there was one chick who gets hip to his game and he's now at this point, like down to nothing because people have found it. The media has found out about him clearly is like people see his face and they recognize him. You Google him. It's right there. He's out of options, right? So he's got one chick who knows, but is playing the game like, okay, I'm just going to act like I'm sympathetic to him. Fuck those bitches. Free, free Simon. (laughs) So he's desperate for money. And she's like, you know what? I thought about, he had all these like right off the runway, high end clothes. Like you would never see him in something less than Gucci, right? So I told him, you send, you know, I'll, I'll take your clothes and I'll sell them and then I'll get you the money. Right. So he's thinking that she's going to be giving him back his money for all the Gucci, but really she's lining her own pockets, uh, trying to get her money back. Literally as they're interviewing, (laughs) she gets a ding from her eBay (laughs) of somebody who wanted to buy one of his clothes. So a couple weeks go by and then he realizes, Oh, she's not getting my clothes. Or rather, I'm not getting my money back for these clothes. So he starts blowing her phone up. You better be worried for your safety. I know this. I know that. Blah, blah, blah. Also, these women had given like their passport information and all this stuff. So like he really had them. So this guy ends up getting caught, obviously, but he really doesn't like he never has to pay back any money because all that money was in the the cards were in their name. The loans were in these women's name. So he really like he was really a slap on the wrist. And he was right back to the races, much like Anna posting from a yacht, posting with cash, acting like he had no problem with money. No, like people don't know what the hell is going on with him how he's got all these lines of income at this point, but he is spending it. And now he's doing, he's trying to sell like entrepreneurial keys to success packages. Another scam. Wild, 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 wild. So was it good? Yeah. It, I think it's a better story than it is a documentary, but I'm like conflicted because I saw an article of this woman who was saying everybody who is judgmental of these women for getting screwed over is a misogynist. And I just feel like, and then she went on to like how deeply they were uh, basically coerced into thinking and that he was this rich guy and like how rude of us for calling them dumb. But like, I guess I'm just a misogynist. Like, yeah. Is it fair to say that they were 
led to believe something that was false? Yeah. Was that sad? Yeah. But also, my thoughts are, okay, if you have money like that, why don't you ask your family? Surely if you guys are wealthy in this way, they have the capacity to uh, keep you safe and they have, like, things that they could help you with. It shouldn't really fall on the girlfriend. So if my boyfriend of a month is saying... Even if I've been on the jets with him, even if I sipped the the finest uh, 2011 Dom Perignon, just like, even if I, we went and had oysters just straight from the ocean. And he said to me, my enemies are after me. Can you pawn your car to uh, get, get me some cash flow? Uh, <laughs> like the the holes are there and I get that people are in love and I pe- get that people can be clouded by love but they're also like very obviously huge unrealistic reasons why he should be asking you for money and calling you calling you calling you calling you calling you to try and like open up the lines of credit why don't you uh call the credit card company to extend a line of credit i don't want to do that for myself and i'm about to do that for him and you're texting like it's giving desperation and i'm gonna start to think something about this is not right right (sighs) i mean I am a feminist, but, like, we have to allow the space to call some women dumb bitches. And I would say that some of them were, okay? They were blinded by love. (laughs) But, I mean, I would not do that, and I think it's very obvious why. And we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Speaking of being swindled, gosh, every every story has a connection here. Y'all... Prayers up for Wendy Williams. What is going on? What is happening? What is going on? As y'all, as y'all know, she has not been hosting her show for pff, the better part of a year at this point. First, she announced that she had a breakthrough uh, case of COVID. And since then, there have been other health issues that have been keeping her from really getting back to herself and back to the show. A couple of days ago, they announced that she's officially not coming back for the rest of this season. And they're basically... Sherry Shepard is on the shelf. And it's basically guaranteed that she can have the show if Wendy's health does not come back for the following season. So that's really a shame I've, you know, there have been reports that she is in the early stages of dementia, that she's wheelchair bound, that she's really like not of sound mind and not doing well at all. They've been kind of like halfway debunked by family members. I think her brother said something about how she didn't have dementia. Um, She does have Graves disease and... I guess there have been other health issues going on with Wendy on top of that. Now, on the other side of that, we're finding out there's sort of like a Britney Spears-esque situation going on with her and the bank and possibly her mental state and current condition. I got this information from people. It's a little bit confusing, so I'm going to try to explain it in the best way I can. So apparently... 
on February 4th, uh, Wendy wrote a letter to Wells Fargo saying that they have been denying her uh, access to her money. Basically, they've frozen her assets and they're not giving her money because a lawyer that she previously had has been in communication with, I guess, some people at Wells Fargo saying that Wendy was of unsound mind and that there were people taking advantage of her. And so Wells Fargo was freezing the assets to make sure that everything was okay and that people weren't taking money that they shouldn't be. So Wells Fargo says that they have strong reason to believe that Wendy is the victim of undue influence and financial exploitation, but they did not specify the details about like who or what might be doing that. So then it goes on to say that it reached that conclusion based on reports of the financial advisor who has recently witnessed telltale signs of exploitation, including Williams's own expressed apprehensions. And it also says that it relied on reports from other independent 30 third parties who know Wendy well and share these concerns. So they're saying Wendy has stated that she feels like she's being taken advantage of, other people have stated, other people in her circle have stated as much and that her lawyers and financial advisors have said. So everybody in Wendy's life, including herself, has said that she's been taken advantage of. And so they're trying to protect her. Now, Wendy is saying that the financial advisor who told them all this stuff is not even her male, uh, financial advisor anymore because he, uh, this, they say due to his malfeasance and improper conduct in relation to their professional relationship. And then she goes on to say that basically Wells Fargo is listening to this fired financial advisor and not her with regard to her millions of dollars that she's got tied up in this bank. So she's filing a motion to get her assets unfrozen. If they do, um, she said like, if you guys continue to freeze my assets, I'm not going to be able to pay people. I'm going to be behind on bills. I have uh, people in my employ, uh, mortgage, uh, Kevin. I got to pay Kevin for his cheating ass. And I'm going to like fall into debt if I don't do this stuff. So Wells Fargo has maintained they're genuine in their suspicions and that they say that their decision to deny her access to her financial assets for weeks without providing her with, uh, providing her or counsel with adequate explanation or evidence. Um, basically they, Wendy is also saying that they didn't say anything until Wendy filed an emergency petition. And then Wells Fargo hit back and basically like, well, no, we think you need like kind of basically like a conservator or guardian um, that's we can trust to take care of your finances. This is wild to me. Like it is wild to me that a bank can just be like, oh, well, um, we don't think that you're handling your money well. So we're just not going to let you have it. <laughs> that's like not how it should work. I, I don't like, why would it be up to the bank to decide to make decisions on how people spend their money? And why would you be so reliant on a financial advisor? Like, I just feel like, okay, if you guys are going to go through this, obviously they're going to have to present, present, wow. Present, uh, evidence of who and what is going on with regard to her finances. So 
this is very strange to me. I've never heard of anything like this. I, it's giving I care a lot. Like, I, this is very weird. This is, like, a very weird situation. I'm concerned for Wendy. Um, you know, like, I was concerned about her health. I feel like they're not telling the truth about that. And, like, this now is very strange. Like, this, basically, the bank is saying that she's not in a mental state to be caring for her own finances, right? Like, isn't that basically what they're saying? Like, isn't that the implication of this? It, it's just very strange for me. But I feel sad for Wendy, and this is, like, just... It's an unfortunate way to, like, have to go out. I know a lot of people say, like, oh, she spent her whole career talking shit about people, and, like, this is what she gets, but I just feel like that's kind of evil. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, this is not like Rush Limbaugh. Is he still alive? That sucks. Is he? Let me look. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Okay, bye, girl. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's actually almost the the anniversary of his death. Hmm. Oh, it's another another thing to celebrate this week. Uh, So anyway, let's go back to something a little bit lighter than this. Um, What else have I been watching? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh my god, Love is Blind. Which is exact. I haven't finished it, you guys. I... I didn't know that they were only releasing five episodes. It looks like the other four, it looks like they're going to be releasing six through nine on February 18th. And then the final episode 10 will be on February 25th. So tentatively, I think I may just talk about the whole season at the end of the month for Patreon. But we'll just talk about the quick about the first three episodes that I saw. Um, I was very hesitant and I thought, I said at the end of uh, my recap of season one that my biggest concern would be that like shows like this don't often work past the first season. When people know what the game is and what the show is like, it loses its charm for me very quickly because like people know too much about how the game is played. And I feel like a lot of people were feeling like, oh, a lot of these contestants just were on the show to be on the show and not necessarily to find love. I kind of feel like I'm still feeling the authenticity of season one. So I'm still having a lot of, I'm getting a lot of enjoyment. It's messy. It's messier than I remember. Um, Oh, Shane, Shana, Shane and Shana. Two 
demons in a pod. I mean, literally, no pun intended. Wow. These two nightmares. Shane is like... (laughs) Shane is like... If I were to do, like, have a sketch artist say, like, oh, what's a douchebag? Like, it would be Shane. He's got these Gary Busey teeth and really kind of like a Gary Busey face. Um, and a, really a Gary Busey attitude. <laughs> he, he's very strange. He's very strange. He is a self-admitted, proud tool. He says he's a tool, he knows he's a tool, and he embraces it. He is has no business even going on casual dates with people, much less being married to somebody. <laughs> so, there's that. Um... There's, oh gosh, I'm really liking Ayana. There's another girl, I think her name is, not Natalie. Natalie's the one who ends up with Shane. But uh, Mallory, she's like a curly-haired girl who ends up being in sort of like in it with two guys. Um, I kind of like her, although I feel like as of what I've seen now, she made the wrong choice. And then also her wrong choice created another wrong choice, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I'm really liking the season. I don't want to get too much into it because now I've just decided to do a whole Patreon episode on it. So I guess this will just be my teaser. Suffice to say, if I would suggest if you guys liked season one, I think this is a pretty good season two. Much better than I thought it would be. Definitely better than I anticipated. Um, with that, I just want to end on my thoughts about Celebrity Big Brother. Because I know that I hyped it. And I was like, I'm going to be watching. I hope you guys are watching too. And then I like totally dropped the ball. But I spent all Saturday, beautiful Saturday, <laughs> wasted. With me catching up with all of Celebrity Big Brother. Unfortunately, I don't have Paramount Plus, so I don't get to watch the live feeds. If somebody wants to point me in the direction of how I can get access to that, you can uh, hit me on my DMs or you can email me at everyonesbusinessbutmine at gmail.com and I will give you a thank you. Thank you very much. Um, You guys, I come to you humbly to say... That I love Lamar Odom. I love him. (laughs) And it's getting to the point where, like, I will openly say I need help. I think that he might be too good for Chloe at this point. I love him. (laughs) He's so funny. He is made for this show. He is the breakout star for me. I just think he is a breath of fresh and I'm really enjoying watching him. The clips that I've been able to find of him in the live feeds are so funny. Oh, let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about what's going on so far. So, um, oh my gosh, having to watch, or let me correct myself, having the pleasure and the privilege of watching Teddy realize that she was going to be off the show before they even voted her out was just uh, delicious. Like a like a delicious morsel in my mouth and a moose bouche for what would happen for the rest of the season. Okay, so there's this chick. She's an MMA MMA fighter, UFC fighter named Misha Cupcake Tate, and Misha seems to think that this show is 
about everybody doing what she says so that she can be the winner. (laughs) It's now become very clear and she's really trying to run game on everybody that she can get her hands on. And it's so wild to watch her just get so wrapped up in this game. This is like part She's she's making the show like less enjoyable because now all these people are doing are just talking strategy and numbers and probabilities and I like I like the game but I don't like it when we're only talking game. I want to see other things. I don't need to see people rushing around room after room to be like, okay, if you vote for head of household, then this happens and then maybe this will happen. It's like we're playing chess. And I'm not Bobby Fisher. I'm a dumb bitch. I don't. I don't need all of this stuff. Um, I finding Carson Cressley to be really naturally funny in a way that I didn't expect. I am liking Cynthia. I'm liking Cynthia definitely more than I liked her on Girls Trip. <laughs> um, I. Um, who else is on the show? Todd. Todd Bridges. <laughs> Todd is a real piece of work. There's always one on Celebrity Big Brother who, like, if you look at this cast, it's like, are they A-list? Absolutely not. But for the most of them, you know that they're going back to L.A., some sort of financial comfort, some kind of, uh, you know, notoriety. Whereas I feel like Todd Bridges is... trying to stay in this house because he knows that he's going back to like a two bedroom apartment in like wherever the fuck, you know, like it's the stakes are much higher for him. And this is like a lot more interesting for him because he's not surrounded by celebrities. Like Shayna Mokler is not really a celebrity, but she lives in LA. She obviously does well for herself, you know, and, and it's, she's part of that in group in a way that Todd Bridges is just not like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and so I like to see the, there's always one person who's like, Oh, this is like very serious for them. (laughs) in like a sad way, you know, like all of these are sad castings, but like, there's always one that's the most sad. You know what I mean? Um, I just tell like Todd went to the Walmart and was like, you know, I'm going to get like three nice, short sleeve shirts for the camera, you know, <laughs> like y'all know what I mean. Um, so Todd also can't read a room. He's very strange. Like he is, you know, an alumni of the surreal life. Wasn't he on the surreal life? I'm pretty sure he was. So it, it's sad, right? He has no idea that Lamar does not like him. And it's very funny to me because Lamar won't even admit that he doesn't like him, but it's very obvious. (laughs) Like there's one point where Todd's laying in bed and Lamar is like, they were talking and then Lamar walks out and Todd makes a comment as Lamar is walking out about how like, Oh gosh, don't you think that the house is a lot quieter now? And Lamar, as he's walking out goes, yeah, it'd be a lot more quieter if you'd shut the fuck up. And Todd goes, what? And then Lamar just walks away. He doesn't say anything. And it's just so funny. (laughs) He's really such a delight. He also caused a fight between, Lamar caused a fight between Cynthia and Todd. A pretty explosive fight that I think was so explosive that they didn't even show a lot of the clips on 
or really any of the clips on uh, live television or the live feeds. The only access or the only footage that we see is people reacting and then Todd walking into a room and everybody's like, why did you just say seven different kinds of fuck yous to Cynthia Bailey, right? So apparently what had happened was Cynthia in the beginning voted Todd out because they had already created these alliances in the very beginning. And so whatever Todd ended up saying, so like big deal. It was the first, first eviction. Like you're still here. Let it go. So now we're getting to the point where Todd is Todd, I guess had mentioned how Cynthia was not loyal to him. And so that he's going to put her up. And so they end up getting into a fight. But the reason why they get into a fight is because Todd told Lamar, or Todd, maybe Todrick told Lamar. Somebody told Lamar. Todd, or Lamar then runs to Cynthia to tell her, hey girl, you're getting betrayed. So Cynthia goes off on Todd <laughs> as she deserved. Because Todd was really being a hypocrite and was like, oh, you're not being loyal. She's like, no, I am being loyal. And you should be loyal. And I'm allowing you to be loyal. But you're not allowing the same for me. So like, fuck you, right? So <laughs> as... Todd and Cynthia are like starting to get into it. Lamar's just pacing back and forth, watching them, just clapping. <laughs> Every time Cynthia says something going in on Todd, he starts clapping like, yes, girl. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> oh my God. He's really, truly so funny. Then they really start getting into it. And Lamar starts running with his mouth, with his hands over his mouth. Like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> did I do something? <laughs> He's a really, he's a rascal, and I, it's really a joy to watch him. He also, like, doesn't know how the show works at all. He's just learning as he goes along. It's, he found out that the diary room where they're talking to production is footage that they use for the show. He thought it was, like, just private conversations that they, the celebrities were getting to have. <laughs> And that these weren't, like, confessionals being used for the show. He has no idea how the show works. He's like, oh, I thought that was just, like, therapy, like, counseling that we got. <laughs> to, like, let it all out. And then Carson says something. Well, you know, don't worry about it. I'm sure you said nice things about all of us. And he's like, I didn't. I'm going to tell you right now, I did not. I have not said a nice thing about anybody. <laughs> At one point, he seems to be under the impression that Julie Chen Move Invest's name is actually Julia Chang, which has to be corrected. Um, oh gosh. He also, they had to explain to him that at the end, everybody who gets voted out gets to vote on who ends up getting, winning the show. He's like, wait, so everybody just comes back and they vote, they get to vote on who wins? He's like, that's corny. <laughs> like, Sir, that is like the touchstone of the show. <laughs> it's like, that is so corny. Why should losers get to vote on who wins? Like, well, when you put it like that, <laughs> you're not wrong. So you guys, I'm, I'm in it. I'm loving Celebrity Big Brother in a way that I did not think I would. Having a great time. Ooh, um, who else is being drama? Todrick. What is going on with Todrick's wardrobe? Todrick's wardrobe is so fascinating to me because it's like new money, fast fashion, like high-end fast fashion that only people with like new money wear. So every shirt that he has looks like it's as though his, like a scorned lover 
got into his luggage before he left for the show. And so there's like rips, tears, this one shirt that he keeps wearing that like the entire back is out. <laughs> it's like a t-shirt. But like the entire thing is like ripped, just just flaps of fabric just hanging from the shirt. Um, one of them was like it ran into a bleach monster that just puked all over it. Like, what I don't I don't get men's fashion. And I especially don't understand this like douche fashion. I don't understand it, but like whatever. He is now um quickly going from hero to villain, I'm hearing, and I'm and I'm loving that. And he deserves it. He really does. Um so yeah, I, I'm really, really liking I'm liking the cast, I'm enjoying it, having a good time. So uh I think that's gonna be it, you guys. Thank you guys for joining me on this uh journey. I'm still buzzing. I should probably drink some water and uh maybe consider eating the breakfast sandwich that I bought. Maybe I would stop floating on air above myself (laughs) hope you guys have a happy valentine's day love each other love another love yourself treat yourself i love you thank you so much for listening thank me for speaking have a great week